0: they asked, like, how much effort do you want to put into your hair? (laughs) Because I'm at the point, you know, I used to (laughs) let, yeah, I used to do those you know put effort into my appearance, but now it's like, I just want to be able to walk out of the door without feeling (laughs) Um, self-conscious. This is truly such a genuine endorsement. I've really enjoyed using these products.
1: But don't just take our word for it. In a third party, double blind, dermatologist supervised control clinical trial, this is like the gold standard of all of these trials, Pros proved that personalization works better than off-the-shelf alternatives. Try it for yourself and get your healthiest hair in 30 days or your money back.
0: Pros is so confident that you'll love your results that they're offering our listeners an exclusive trial offer so you can see the difference custom care can make. 50% off your first subscription order at pros.com/justbreakup. That's p r o s e.com/justbreakup for your free consultation and and 50% off your one-of-a-kind formulas. pros.com slash just justbreakup. Welcome to Just Break Up, the podcast about love, heartbreak, and all the relationship advice you don't want to hear. My name is Sierra Demolder,
1: And I'm Sam Blackwell. And today we're going to answer a letter from somebody who is feeling bothered by a friend dating her crush. But before we begin, we just want to give you our Surgeon General's warning, which is that Sierra and I are not licensed mental health practitioners.
0: Correct. We are not professionals. We are not trained in this. So please take our advice as you see fit. We are just here to offer our humble musings to hopefully shed some understanding and maybe some laughs on the incredibly rewarding but mostly confusing experience that is love. All right, so welcome to this week's Monday episode. Because it's Monday, we are going to do a check in topic. And today's check in topic is inspired by a letter written to us from Home Alone, whose pronouns are she, her, who is writing to us from Cowering Beneath the Looming Spirit of cohabitation.
1: Wow. <laughs> and the letter's uh, really quick, so,
0: so I'm just going to read it. Uh. Hi, Sam and Sierra. I just signed a lease on a cute apartment and I'm preparing to move in with my partner. I, have, I am feeling good about this decision in almost every way. The problem is I've never actually lived with a partner and I have no idea what that even entails. Honestly, mm. I'm terrified. Basically, what do you wish you knew before you moved in with a partner for the first time? Any advice on boundaries to set conversations to have right away to maybe avoid some strife later on forever grateful for your wise words and tough love, sincerely home alone. Mm. This is a great question. Um, I know we've talked about like cohabitating in the past, but I don't think we have in a minute. Um, and I love the way that it's phrased in terms of like what you wish you knew (laughs) or like what was maybe hard earned in experience. Um, yeah. So, Sam, what is something you wish you knew before you cohabitated with a partner for the first time?
1: Um, yeah, I think that the first time I wish that I had known that it was not going to solve all relationship problems. Oh my
0: God. Yes. <laughs> Come
1: on. Uh, Swing. Yeah, I, I, like, I was like thinking back, I was like, Oh, I was thinking about like, okay, what was it like to move in with Peter? And then you were like, what was it like? What would, do you wish you had known the first time you moved in with a yeah, partner? Yeah, and yeah, I yeah. thought back to the first time that that happened. And I was like, Oh, that was a very different experience. Yeah. That
0: was a nice apartment <laughs> though. So it was, it was really <laughs> cute.
1: Uh not super functional in a lot of ways, but it was very cute and really close to our favorite bar. So that was helpful Yeah, Yeah, for your alcoholism. (laughs) Yeah, absolutely. Um, Yeah, no, I think that one of the things that I uh, wish that I had done more of was like have some more communication around like, what are some of the ways that we are going to handle things? So like questions about like, how do we feel about cleanliness, right? Like, what is, what is it, like, how often are we going to clean? How often do we vacuum? How often does the bathroom happen? How often do we do laundry, right? Like, or, um, you know, do we go to bed at the same time? How do we decide what we're going to watch? How do we decide what we're going to do with our evenings, right? Like that kind of stuff where it's kind of like the logistics can be smoothed out pretty easily through like conversation, but it's like really hard to do it in the moment (laughs) when it's like, you're fighting about the fact that the floors haven't been vacuumed Yes, and then like feelings are involved. And and you have different
0: understandings of how often those floors get vacuumed and how. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. And like
1: even talking about like, I don't like to vacuum. The sound is too loud. It doesn't, I don't like it, but I would happily do laundry. <laughs> laundry tender, is like a, <laughs>
0: you tender little, little It's, it's darling, too loud. It's you. too loud.
1: Uh, that
0: is so <laughs> charming and pathetic of you. No, it's really like,
1: pathetic. My delicate little uh, body can't handle the sound of the vacuum. Um, But it's like, oh, but I would, I'm happy to do laundry or like whatever it is. And like that kind of like chores chart stuff feels like really unromantic, but it's also like really practical and like necessary.
0: Yes. Yes, And it, it mostly because of what you said is that like, um, it might not seem the most romantic thing to, to make a chore chart or to talk about who's gonna, you know, what do you do with, a a sink full of dishes do you leave it do you add to it or do you wash it you know yep. that doesn't feel like the sparkly shiny thing that you want to talk about when you move in especially when it's at like peak romantic time but it is what will keep this machine of a relationship going you know <laughs> yeah, that's right. it reminds me of like the the hubbub the hubbub what is the, <laughs> the hubbub <laughs> The hub of the hullabaloo. A there. there, I think maybe the hubbub
1: or the hullabaloo. The stuff, I think is the stuff the <laughs> that
0: happens after you get engaged. You know, and it's just mm-hmm. like a bunch of they're like, oh my god, it's so romantic and exciting. But like, don't lose sight of the fact that you are a, a partnership. You know that like agreeing to get married and to, or or to be in a long term relationship takes work. It takes non romantic things. You know, mm. it takes. It takes talking about who's going to clean the fucking toilet, you know? For sure. And I think we often, like, move into cohabitating in the same sort of uh, joyful naivete, you know? Mm -hmm. Of, like, oh, my God, it's so romantic. We're going to wake up together every day. Uh, And then, like, a year into that, you're like, oh, my God. (laughs) Wake up. You're snoring, you know? Or whatever. Uh, And it is romantic. You're right. But um, something that I wish... Something that was like hard earned for me in my romantic um, cohabitating experiences that now I am so proud of and love is talking about money yep. and finances and who's going to pay the rent? How are you going to pay it? Is it divided down the middle? Is it divided? You know, based on income? Who is actually going to mail that check or pay online? Whose bank account mm-hmm. is it going to come out of? Mm-hmm. Who's going to buy groceries when you go out to eat? Do you split down the middle? Middle? Do you go back and forth? Do you split the groceries to the penny? Can you eat each other's food? You know mm. what I mean? Mm-hmm. Or is it, sh- is it all shared? Or, uh, you know, even w- once you get past the the really deep-seated shame in so many of us about talking about money, then you can do other things with, you know, talking about your fin- your shared finances. And I don't just, I don't mean like shared bank accounts, but like you are now sharing a financial burden together which is Mm -hmm. the rent um, and probably the food and the cleaning supplies and the couch and stuff like that but what I'm saying is like after you get practiced of talking about the the logistics of it, you can also talk about your goals. You know, what are your shared financial goals? Is it to save Mm. money on groceries? Is it stop going out to eat or stop getting Grubhub or like save up for that new couch together or thrift for the couch together? You know, for me, freeing myself of the financial shame empowered me in so many ways and empowered my partnerships in so many ways. So that is something that I wish I got over a little bit faster because the discomfort is high, but the reward is higher for me at least.
1: Yeah, no, that is uh, really real. And and you get to decide what that's going to look like. You know, I think that there's like a lot of like sort of expectations around like what finances are going to look like and like whether... Having a shared account is better than having separate finances. Like I just, I was watching Love Is Blind uh, the other night, and one of the couples was like, "No, absolutely! Like it's so embarrassing." And when folks like don't have a shared account, right? Like people are gonna see on our Venmo that we're paying each other, and like that's really weird. And I was like. That's what is Peter it? and I do. <laughs>
0: <laughs> it's like, weird. You're but on a just... reality television show. <laughs> also right, it was but... it
1: was my favorite people so like they get a pass. Um but they <sighs> but it was funny because it was like it, I was watching that and was like, "Oh wow, these people have like a very different sort of yeah, idea totally. of like what's like what's not okay and what is okay." And it's just yeah. a reminder to be like we're all operating under different assumptions and so like we have to talk about them. Um and that comes to money for sure, but it also comes to like housekeeping and, and logistics of like the relationship and all of that. Um, I think that the other thing that I wish that I had known, um, before I moved in was like the importance of having separate space and time in the Our shared space, (laughs) right? Like the idea of like, sometimes I just need the apartment to myself. So I'm going to say no to going out to doing this thing or whatever it is. And even asking for it, like, can you, you know, can you take a walk or like, can you go do something or like make plans with some friends that I can have the apartment to myself because it is super fun and lovely and wonderful to cohabitate with somebody. But especially if you don't have a whole lot of space, it can feel hard to like be in space with somebody all the time. So if that's something that you need, if alone time is important to you, then like think about how you're going to tell each other and how you're, it's going to feel when your partner is like, Hey, I actually want a night in by myself. Can you go hang out with friends or can you make plans for sometime this weekend so I can have a little alone time, right? Like that kind of stuff is, can be hard to hear. So it's also important to like, think about like, what is it going to feel like if my partner's like, I need, I need to be alone for a while.
0: (laughs) Yes, totally. That was actually going to be my second point. So I'll just expound upon it a little because I, this is the, probably the number one thing I I wish I learned earlier um, is like cohabitating doesn't mean coexisting together Mm -hmm. all of the time. You have to be able to be secure in, yourself secure enough in your relationship to know that like it can sustain time apart it can sustain sitting silently in the same room together not talking you know Mm. it can like we live on a two store in a two-story house and like sometimes there are whole days where we spend it on separate floors you know what I mean (laughs) like not talking to each other doing our own thing um and I think the younger, a younger version of me was just a little bit too codependent and insecure. Mm. And I don't mean insecure in like a very a superficial way, but just that like, I didn't know how to feel secure enough in myself and my relationship and my partner to be a part. I thought that, I thought that was a sign of something wrong. You know what I mean?
1: Yep. Yep. For sure. Um, no, that makes I've definitely so much sense. definitely w- grown
0: way past that but um feeling comfortable and secure enough in myself and my relationship to say like I don't really feel like socializing you can go out without me going to bed at different times like we talked about that a couple of weeks mm-hmm. ago and I I think that's such a f- perfect example because that still fucking triggers me sometimes or <laughs> Willow will be like I'm going to bed I'll be like oh, without me you're just going to uh, leave uh, me downstairs <laughs> by myself? All by myself? Yeah. <laughs> It's <laughs> so ridiculous like our reactions to things. But uh-huh, um uh-huh. yeah, so just talking about that now like preemptively with your partner you can say like how are we going to navigate our independence now that our the place where we used to go to be alone is is a shared place, you know, like mm-hmm. how are we going to find solitude um in In tandem together, basically. Um, And one other random thing that I thought of on top of um, all of these other great points to talk about is like, what are your shared rules or understandings about or boundaries about like guests in your home? Mm -hmm. Um, You know, like if your partner's like super social and you want to go to bed at eight 30 every night and they want to stay up drinking until midnight, are they allowed to have friends over? Are they allowed to come home late? You know, like, and allowed yeah. that makes it sound like weird controlling issues, but you know that we all have these negotiations to make within our partnerships. Um, so yeah, I mean that, what is, what is being added to your relationship in terms of new New potential hurdles is like you are now sharing a um, a space that you used to get a time away from each other from, mm-hmm. and it's a lot harder to hide things that you m- might find annoying or that you're ashamed of. You know, like you're um, leaving socks on the floor or your cleaning habits, or you know how many times a day you brush your teeth. Like now, everything is is really visible in mm-hmm. when you're when you when you have a partner. And it's also giving you access to like a greater level of um, intimacy, vulnerability, companionship, partnership. Um, sure. I I love cohabitating. I I find that I settle into it and am allowed to 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 breathe into that sort of sure. space as a couple. I really enjoy it.
1: Yeah, and I think that the. It's important also to remember that like this is going to be an ongoing negotiation, right? Like it's not like you're going to set up rules at the before you move in and then everything will be covered and nothing will ever change. Like it's kind of a constant sort of learning and shifting and growing into it. And so it's okay to come back to these conversations over and over. And also not everything has to be a negotiation too, right? Like, Sometimes it can just be like, oh, they do that thing really differently than I do and yes. it's it's okay that that is what is happening here or and so part of it is also about like figuring out for yourself like on a scale of 1 to 5 like how important is this to you? And if it's like a 2 or a 1, sometimes you don't need to negotiate about it. Sometimes you can just like let it happen and, and, yes. and be okay with the fact that it's happening or do what you need to do to move around the fact that it's happening. So yes, both of those things are true. And, and part of it is just that it takes time and experience to find the difference between what needs to be renegotiated and what needs to just be let go.
0: I totally agree. I'm so glad you added that. I, that, yeah, so glad you added that.
1: All right, everyone, let's get into our first letter. So our first letter is coming from Confused Heart, whose pronouns are she, her, who's writing from campus. Dear Sam and Sierra, I love you and your podcast so much. I'm writing because I feel like I just got my heart stepped on. I'm a 20-year-old college student, and I've been in an open relationship for a few years now. I'm deeply in love with my partner, they, them, and feel so lucky to have them in my life. One of the parameters that we set for ourselves to have a successful open relationship is that we don't date or sleep with other people that are in our friend group. We both live on our college campus and have a ton of shared friends. So we think it's just best to keep our dates or hookups outside of this group. The only problem is that I have a massive crush on one of our friends. We'll call him Daniel for months. Daniel is super hot and very sweet. I've felt attracted to him for a while, but I have been very careful to never act on this crush. I love my partner and never want to do anything to hurt them. This crush started being stressful and really affecting me when I started having dreams about Daniel and thinking about him a lot about two months ago. I just tried to work through my feelings and not assign too much meaning to them, and for the most part, it worked. But today, one of my friends, Jenna, told me that her and Daniel have started dating." It felt like a punch in the chest. Obviously, I'm happy for both of them. They are both my friends and they are excited about exploring this new relationship. I'm genuinely happy for them. But at the same time, I'm committed to unlearning monogamous mindsets that tell us that we have ownership over others. Why is this bothering me so much? I'm so happy with my relationship with my partner and I always knew that I was never going to pursue anything with Daniel. So why am I so bothered by this? Do you have any advice of head and heart work I can do to overcome these feelings? I want to be a good friend to Daniel and Jess and I want to be a good girlfriend to my partner. So why am I feeling this way?
0: All right, my darling, thank you so much for writing and for trusting us with this letter. I can tell that your little heart has been stomped on a little and you're writing to us from I don't know what what is this the heart stomped on like the sidewalk Yeah.
1: Um, <laughs> yeah. The commons
0: sure. area on campus. Um, mm-hmm. you know what I'm trying to say is like I can tell that you're writing from us directly from that pain. You said this happened today and it makes a lot of sense to me that you're feeling a lot of big feelings about these feelings so you can't feel that you feel like you can't feel or share, <laughs> yeah, yeah, you yeah. know, um, th- all of this makes a lot of sense to me. And you're not a bad person, partner or friend for having these big, confusing feelings mm-hmm. about your crush. Um, and we're going to give you some um, advice on how to navigate uh, or process through these feelings in a way that might feel a little bit more cathartic or empowering. But first, we're going to take a very quick break.
1: all right everyone welcome back confused heart thank you again for writing uh so let's talk about it let's talk about what it feels like (laughs) to have a to have a crush and then to have your friend you know date that crush not only
0: just not not only have a crush but have a crush on somebody who is technically forbidden
1: yeah who's off limits to
0: unrequited feelings and forbidden feelings oh man (laughs) <laughs> they have a mind like, of their own
1: that's right Sierra has they, written whole poems about, <laughs> about you. <the> <laughs> uh,
0: I you know what but they're like the hardest feelings to feel because you're like I don't want to feel these I'm not supposed to feel these these feelings yep. are unrequited and then the feelings are like ha 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 little do you know but that makes me it, it like hulks out the feelings you oh, know for the sure. feelings are like little dinky Dinky scientists, and then you're like, "Don't feel this," and then they turn into these big green feelings. I'm just gonna. go I love with
1: that. it. No, that's great for a real Bruce Banner, <laughs> the Hulk situation. <laughs> uh,
0: I'm glad you spelled <laughs> it out for everybody who didn't fucking know you.
1: <laughs> I don't know. I'm not a Marvel person, so like we reached uh, we reached the peak of my knowledge about the <laughs> the, yeah, the Hulk. Yeah, I was bragging that I knew his his alter ego. Uh, yeah, yeah. <laughs> I know. you were like,
0: mm, I'm in the know. Anyway,
1: played by Mark Ruffalo. <laughs>
0: <laughs> and forbidden feelings swell in isolation, and they swell in the dark. And they, you know, the more you tell yourself not to feel something, it's as though your feelings are like, haha! I'll show you and feel it five times more. Mm-hmm. And I'll, I'll pop into your brain while you're in class or while you're dreaming. I'll, mm. I'll, I'll be a part of your subconscious. Like, uh, they make us into fools. These feelings of
1: ours. <laughs> oh, for sure, absolutely. And they also tell us that there's only like one way to get rid of the feeling, which is like the thing that is also off limits to us, right? It's like, yeah, I need to, I need to be with this person in order to get this feeling to go away, but that's the one thing that I can't have. And it just creates this like beautiful cycle of emotion (laughs) and (laughs) torture. Yeah, absolutely. I was going
0: to say like adding to unrequited and forbidden feelings, like desires, Only seem to grow when they can't be satiated. You know what I mean? Mm
1: -hmm, mm -hmm, Absolutely. (laughs) If you're
0: trying to tell me, like, don't kiss someone, you know who I'm going to kiss by the end of the week?
1: (laughs) (laughs) That one person. Okay. Well, that
0: one person that I didn't even care about. (gasps) Don't kiss Willow. Oh my God.
1: Just go smooch it right now.
0: (laughs) <laughs> a little kiss goblin I turned into. Yeah, it was
1: really cute. It was really Thanks. cute.
0: Thanks. Um, anyway.
1: <laughs> yeah, absolutely. So anyway, all this to say that like um, you are, there's something wrong with you having this crush on this guy. He sounds yeah. great, right? Yeah. You, the way you described him is hot and very so, sweet, like which like is like, charming. cool. <laughs> absolutely. <laughs> I would probably develop a crush on him as well. Yeah. Yeah. Um, and so like, it's really, that's really normal for you to feel, and and it, that's like not going to go away anytime <laughs> soon. Like, no.
0: Do you know when you're like, you know, in this time, out. this is, <laughs> yeah, you know, like when you're mad when somebody's hot because yeah. you're like, oh,
1: absolutely. It makes sense. Yes, absolutely. <laughs> I know that feeling. <laughs>
0: When you're like, I don't even care about you, except for I want to marry you, have your babies, do you,
1: yeah, yeah. and mm-hmm. cook
0: for you. Do you know what I mean? Like,
1: oh, yeah. Where it's I, like...
0: I'm, I'm, I'm sure this person's phenomenal, but I also wonder if they're just hot.
1: <laughs> <laughs> that might also be it, right? <laughs> uh, no. Because I, uh, I can't
0: hang out with people who I think are just hot, like, because...
1: Oh, wow. Just, I'm so hurt.
0: <laughs> I said just hot. <laughs> You're, you're hot and other things. Okay,
1: great. Thank you. (laughs) Um,
0: I don't know where I was going with that.
1: (laughs) No, I don't know either, but I do understand that emotion where it's like, I'm just mad that they're, they're so hot. Like this isn't, this isn't Well, I just feel
0: like, I feel like if your attraction can go so far sometimes, especially when you tell yourself you can't be attracted to someone or like, this isn't going to go anywhere. Like. And also, like, I'm sorry, this person is your friend, so I'm sure there are many other good qualities of this person. I don't mean to simplify them down to that, but our feelings can really um, exacerbate or blow up our adoration for someone, you know, especially when we can't have them. You know, I'm wondering if we can, like, dethrone this person just be another hot person. It's okay that he's hot. It's okay that you want him. And if we acknowledge the feelings, if we acknowledge what's happening, like, oh, wow, I like this person. I'm not going to pursue them because of this mm-hmm. I- existing agreement with a partner that I love and my friend, and I want the best for them, but I'm also allowed to feel a little hurt because like, obviously I have a crush and and that's going to generate these conflicted feelings. If you acknowledge what's happening, then maybe you can like dethrone and deflate some of these feelings, like take their power away and make yep. this guy just in another guy that you'd love to make out with.
1: For sure. Absolutely. And I, you know, I don't think that like the, that you feeling hurt by the fact that your friend is now dating this person that you like it means that you feel like you have ownership over him. I think it just means that you really like this guy and you know that like, in addition to the fact that he was already off limits, he's like doubly off limits and also like somebody else gets to do all the smooching and touching and all of those things that you (laughs) wanted to do with him. (laughs) Yeah, (laughs) exactly.
0: (laughs) Exactly. Although I do love, I love the, the acknowledgement of the, of the intention of demonogamizing your mind and your relationships and your friendships. Like, but again, as Sam always kindly reminds us, the, the goal isn't to not have these feelings. The goal is to have different tools to approach these feelings with, to have awareness and have compassion for yourself and then choose autonomously and consciously to act differently. You're not going to act on these feelings of jealousy Um, because you know, you don't have ownership over your friend's bodies.
1: For sure. Absolutely. And like, that's what you've been doing already, right? You already said like this person's off limits because it's not within the rules of my relationship. I'm also really happy that these two people I love are dating. And I recognize that I had no ownership over him, even though I had a crush on him, right? He's not mine to keep. He's not mine to, to call dibs on and like, Absolutely, He should be able to do what he wants. And my friends should be able to do what they want in yeah. ways that are. But f- that doesn't mean that the feeling goes away. Yes. And the feeling yeah. isn't indicating that you're not like living in your values, that you're not you're doing something wrong. It's just telling you that it hurts when somebody that you like starts hooking up with somebody who's your friend. Like, I, yeah. and that is like such a, a normal and understandable thing to yeah. feel. It doesn't speak to your goodness. It doesn't speak to whether or not you are practicing ethical non monogamy, right? It just speaks to the fact that, like, yeah, of course, when somebody takes yes, our yes. teddy bear, we're mm-hmm. going to be upset about it, right? Like, it's, it's like <laughs> yeah. the, you know what I mean? It's like, it's no, not yeah, even like it's, the, it's,
0: it's, it's hum- human.
1: For sure. It's like, so we so often think that like our prefrontal cortex should like be the thing that is like operating all the time. (laughs) Yeah. Right. No, we're lizards. (laughs) We're little lizard mammal people. Right. Like,
0: yeah. who just want to fucking kiss.
1: No, for sure. It's like we've got all those brains in there who are telling us all sorts of contradictory things at this, all at the same time. And it's okay, right? It is okay. Doesn't mean that it doesn't hurt, of course, right? And I totally understand the idea of like this feeling hurts and I don't want to feel it anymore. And I think that sometimes when we're like, this feeling hurts and I don't want to feel it anymore and I shouldn't be feeling it, that's when we start to like, create this cycle of things, right? Where it's like, instead of just being like, oh, of course, yeah, I'm feeling this. And like, oh, let me hold myself a little bit tighter. Cause like, it is sad to see them touching each other. And it's okay for me to feel that way. This is not a problem. This is not a bad thing. Then we start to care for ourselves instead of punishing ourselves for something that is entirely outside of our control. We cannot control who we have crushes on. We cannot control how our feelings work, but you're doing the thing where you're not acting on those things in a way that's mean or outside of what you are, what you believe to be true about the world. And that's, that's great. Keep doing that. Absolutely. And give yourself a little love for the fact that your, your heart is being stomped on because you like this guy and that's okay. Yeah.
0: Yeah. And I want to add to this just a little bit too, and give you full permission to like, mm, maybe take a little time away from this friend Mm -hmm. of yours. Like just because you are practicing ethical non-monogamy, just because you recognize that you don't have ownership over his body and his relationships. And just because you recognize that you quote, shouldn't feel this way or, or whatever (laughs) other parameters you're putting on yourself doesn't mean you don't. Right. And it doesn't make you a bad friend to need space from your friend to show up better in their life. Right. Yep. Like I remember one time in my life, I had a crush on somebody who was like just in a relationship that I just, I could not pursue. Right. Mm-hmm. And I needed to just put some space or let's call it like resistance between me and hanging out with that person. So that, I, that time and resistance, like, like not texting them, you know, first or intentionally not going out alone with them. You know, Mm -hmm. that resistance that I put between me and that person gave me the space to sort of solidify my clarity that this person was a great friend and I wanted to pursue the friendship and I wanted to be a great friend to them and not like, um, and not ruin what we had as, as friends. And You can do, you know, think about it that way. You can say putting, taking time away from my friend who I have a crush on isn't me being a bad friend and not Mm -hmm. showing up for them. It's me investing in the long-term sustainability of our friendship. It's you being a great friend to this person and yourself because you're validating your feelings and you're taking time to care for yourself and you're investing in the future of the friendship because if you force the friendship when your feelings go unheard or unacknowledged, that's when you're going to start acting out in a way that doesn't, isn't in alignment with your morals. Right. Mm. And I mean, your morals in terms of like your commitment to your relationship, your commitment to your friends, you know um, everything needs tending right now. And your friendship can be taken care of from a distance so that you can show up better in the future.
1: For sure. For sure. Absolutely. And as you are, you know, interacting with Daniel, if you're not able to take that space or if you, you know, you still see him at like group hangouts or whatever, be on the lookout for things that can help take him down from his place on top of that pillar, right? Where are the places where you can see like, oh, he's actually kind of annoying when he does this or, yes, oh, the, the way that he's talking to that person doesn't really sit right with me or whatever it is. And I'm not trying to say like, be mean. Right. But I am trying to say like, he's really built up in your head in this moment, right? He's hot. He's very sweet. He's like this perfect person, but find places Mm -hmm. where you can say like, he's not a perfect person. He is just a person who is nice and hot and sweet. And also does these things that are not great and try and create some, some more reality around him, because that can make it easier to say like, okay, crush. Yeah. I know. I know. I know. I know. He's really, really hot. And also and remember, <laughs> yeah. Remember he's doing this thing and like, <sighs> right. Right. So that it becomes a little bit easier yeah. to sort of separate, do that emotional separation, even if that like physical or relationship separation isn't possible for you.
0: Yeah. And if you, you know, like if he's still perfect, then it could just be that sometimes it's like, I know what I want in my life and, and I, I don't have an example of this my in my head right now but like I know there's been times where I'm just like oh that person is hot and perfect in my mind mm-hmm. um and I need to stop hanging out with them because <laughs> yeah. there's that you know pursuing anything with them is not in alignment with the future I want for myself so for like sure. if you can't humanize him or you can't get to a point where being friends with him doesn't hurt then maybe Maybe you don't, you don't have to have be, to have you yeah, mm-hmm. be this person's friend. There are sure. plenty of phenomenal, hot, charming, very nice friends out there um, that that we can say no to. You know, we mm-hmm. can say not all people are for me for me. Or you know what? If you're still feeling these feelings, maybe there's something there, but probably not.
1: It's probably just hot. <laughs> I th- think he's probably just hot. Uh, that's funny.
0: <laughs> All right. I had to say it. You know me. I'm the sucker.
1: I, I know. I know. I get it. I'm just saying that like <laughs> one time I had a crush on this guy for a long time and we, it was it was forbidden. Um, and then he yelled at me drunkenly in a bar and I was like, okay, no question. It's all gone. <laughs> like, it was like that was, yell <laughs> <you>. <laughs> Yeah. That was like oh the God. thing I was like, okay, you device. are no longer on a pedestal. Instead. I am just yeah, like, yeah, I'm yeah, just yeah, annoyed yeah. with you. So that's going to yeah. be, and anytime that I get into this mindset where I'm like, Oh, what if this could look like, this I'm going to be like, Hey, mm-hmm. remember that time that we were at that bar and he yelled at you. Remember like that's let's bring this back down to earth.
0: <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> um, okay. My darling, we hope this helps you know, when some of these feelings, if you continue to feel these heavy feelings, which is totally reasonable, remember that you shared them with us and that we're helping you carry them outside of your body. And hopefully you'll feel a little lighter and have more clarity soon.
1: Absolutely. Thank you so much for writing. We love you.
0: We hope this helps.
1: All right, everyone. Thank you so much for listening. If you are interested in more content from us, or if you're interested in ad free episodes, you can support us on Patreon. If you support us on Patreon for as little as $5 a month, you'll get an additional bonus weekly episode. That is patreon.com slash just break pod.
0: You can slide into our DM, send us your favorite relationship memes, but most importantly, you can submit your questions about all matters of the heart at JustBreakUpPod.com, which is also where you can find our merchandise.
1: Please remember to like, follow, subscribe, give us a five-star rating and review. This literally keeps our mics on and helps us reach more broken-hearted souls who need two random strangers, giving them relationship advice.
0: Just Break Up is a production of Duvid Media, original music, recording, editing, producing, all magical things by our good friend Spencer Worth Davis. Make sure to check out his podcast and music on Spotify under Big Cots. Big, Big Cots. Big Cots.
1: <laughs> <laughs> Big Cots.
0: <laughs> and remember... If you're having a big, hard, difficult feeling, chances are you just haven't shared it out loud yet. You haven't validated it or invited it in or gave yourself permission to feel it in the first place. So first things first, let the feelings in, acknowledge where they come from, and then see what you can do about changing them. And if all else fails,
1: just break up.